Welcome back to another week on Unlucky Hunters Matter. This week we're, we'll talk about being flexible in regards to hunting situations. So thank you again for joining us on Lucky Hunters Matter. In the military, they always talk about being flexible or adapt and overcome to any situation that you face. What they are talking about is you have to have a game plan to accomplish the mission. Then something changes which causes you to have to revise your tactics in order to accomplish the mission or tasking. This is true when it comes to hunting. The mission obviously is for us to harvest the deer. I don't know how many times that I have had a plan of going out and hunting in a certain spot just to have to change those plans because the wind wasn't right for that, t- for that particular stand. Or a popular one for state land hunters is you pull up to your parking area or pull off and someone is already there, forcing you to make a decision right then and there. The decision is option one, you stay there and try to hunt that same spot and hope that the other hunter doesn't mess you up or that you don't mess them up as you head into your spot. Or the second option is move on and go somewhere else. It seems that this year has had me changing my plans a lot more than the previous seasons. I don't know if it's because this year I've been paying more attention to the wind in that regards. But for the other, there has been more interference from other hunters and the farmer, which is forcing me to change my plans. I don't know what it is, but this farmer has really decided to change their plans for this one particular cornfield this year and then has been working the ground a lot more and spreading more manure out a lot more frequently compared to last year. Being flexible and adapting to changing situations, however, has really helped me in being more successful and seeing more deer. You also have more choices when you're forced to have to change your hunting plans. You can give up and go home or you can adapt and overcome and continue to hunt. Just maybe not the same stand as you were wanting to. I like to use these times to scout and find different spots to go. October is a perfect time, especially the mid to later part of the month because that usually is when the pre-rut is starting to kick off, meaning the bucks are starting to make their scrapes and rubs, which as white-tailed hunters, this is a time that we all long for, the fresh, hot sign. So you can be that hunter that when someone is parked in your spot or the wind is wrong or it starts to rain, you can give up and go home or you can be the hunter that sucks it up and accepts that we share the woods with other hunters and move on to a different spot or you can play the wind and use it in your favor and take a chance on hunting a new spot and just maybe you might get lucky. What hunter are you going to be? The hunter that gives up and heads home when things don't go your way? Or are you going to be that hunter that adapts and changes strategies and continues to hunt because you know that the season only lasts for so long and you only have so many days to hunt? So you make the most of each and every day that you have. Yesterday, I had to change my plans each time that I went out. It was the youth pheasant hunt and I was trying to get out and ahead of the young hunters so that they could push the deer my way. My plan for the morning was to park at this parking lot at the wildlife management area where the cornfield is at. I pulled up to the lot about 45 minutes before illegal hunting light and there were two cars already parked there. So I figured they must be deer hunters with the same plan of getting out past the fields that they have stocked for the pheasants and in hopes that the deer would get pushed to them. So I left that parking spot because I didn't want to take the risk of ruining their hunt if by chance they were out where I was trying to go. 
I left the parking lot and went to the cornfield, and my plan was to go in the back corner of the woods where it ties eventually back into these fields that they have stocked. I was going to go there and set up and try to get in a spot where I thought these deer would get pushed to me from these youth hunters out pheasant hunting. Well, I got to the field, and just as I was getting ready to get out of my truck to get changed, this other hunter rolls up and ended up being the guy that always hunts out there as well. But this morning, him and his buddies were playing on goose hunting. And so we started talking about the sign and the deer that they have on camera farther back where I was trying to go this morning, or that morning. So I decided to leave the cornfield and go back to that parking lot so they could have the field to goose hunt, being that it was the last day to hunt. And I ended up seeing two deer back in the area that I was really wanting to go. I just didn't have a shot. One was off to my right, and they must have seen me walking up the pathway. Um, he didn't like what was going on, so it took off snorting. And then about the time he was doing that, I had another deer to my left coming off this little hill right at me, and the wind was blowing in the wrong direction. It blew right to it. It stopped, turned, and walked off about 50 yards or so. I could still see it standing there trying to figure out what was going on. And then it slipped away. But being flexible and adapting and talking with other hunters, I came up with a plan. And yes, I didn't have a tree stand out there or my saddle. But what I did use that morning for was scouting. And I found four fresh scrapes, one big rub. I moved one of my trail cams that I had out there already to look over this fresh rub like I was talking about my goals. So I'm meeting my goals by being adaptive, by trying to figure out when this buck is going to come over to refresh in their scrapes. Then I came up with kind of a game plan of maybe where I wanted to go that evening. So I spent all morning scouting that area, seeing a fresh sign, trying to figure out what the deer were doing based off of the leaves, the acorns, the sign I was seeing. And then evening rolls around and my plan was just to go out in the cornfield, see what's going on out there. Because the last time I was out there, there was three does out there and then uh, a buck came out towards closer to dark. I've had multiple pictures at night of deer by my tree stand, including a nice eight point buck. So I was planning to go there that evening to try to get a crack at any of those deer. When I got to the parking spot in that cornfield, I had realized that the farmers had been out there spreading the manure, but they weren't quite done with the field. So I figured they were going to come back and just ruin my hunt anyway, so I was not going to hunt there. So I decided to go back to my spot where I was that morning where I had all that fresh sign and hunt over that. Just on the ground, is going to go in light, make it easy. As I was getting ready, it started to rain. Once again, it was like the one chance my weather app was actually correct. So I, I hid back there to the spot. It was about three, a little after three, PM when I hit it out, 
1500 for military types. And I finally got out there about 345-ish, or 1545. But this point is raining consistently, not hard, but consistent rain, which is perfect. It kept my scent down because I had left my uh, wind indicator powder that I use in the truck when I left. So I had no real way to determine which way the wind was blowing because the leaves weren't really moving all that much. So the rain helped because it keeps your scent down. Plus it makes it quiet. So I was sneaking back in there trying to find a spot that would work to hunt over the scrapes and rubs. And I ended up finding up on this little knoll. It wasn't much of a knoll. Just a little bump if you would. But anyway, there's a bunch of logs that had fallen down. So I tucked myself against this. Now to my back. It was open on my right. But to my left, or as it crested this little knoll, it was still pretty, pretty thick brush in there. But out in front of me, it was pretty much wide open. I had to move some twigs and pop some, some twigs off to make some shooting lanes just in case something came through there. I had two trails in front of me, all within 10 yards. I had a scrape about 20 yards, and then the major scrapes that I was really interested in about 50 yards out. So I figured at any time, at any range in there, I'd be good for a shot. So I was sit there just waiting for something to come in or until dark. It was about 45 minutes I've been sitting there. Still raining. It's kind of starting to pick up a little heavier. But my butt and my legs were going tired from sitting there or going numb. So I stood up to get the blood flowing again. Kind of check things out, look around. As I'm standing there, I see some movement behind me. Well, at this point, it'd be in front of me. The move, the movement caught my eye. It ended up being a deer, and then they, I could finally see its head shortly after that, like a second or two after that. It was actually a really nice buck, and he was only about 20 yards, but the brush between me and him was still pretty thick that I couldn't get a shot off. And by nice buck, I mean it was at least an eight point, probably closer to 10. Only saw him for a few seconds and then I sat back down because the way he was going looked like he was going to circle around this little knoll he, that I was sitting on. He'd end up coming out where it was more open. So I sat back down, was waiting for him to come out. And it was probably about five minutes or so. I didn't see him. So I had my rattling antlers, so I did some rattling. Nothing was happening, didn't see nothing. At this point, the rain really started to pick up more. I decided that instead of trying to force something or wait for him to come or wait for more deer to come and ruin this whole situation I had going on, 
I thought it was best if I backed out and start hunting my way back to the truck. I got up, got all my gear back together, started sneaking my way out, and I finally got to where I could see back in farther where this buck had gone, and he was actually still there, standing about 50 yards or so. I was trying to get my camera up because I knew I couldn't get a shot off, and I wasn't going to take that shot. I didn't feel comfortable taking the shot, and even though it was perfectly broadside, there was just enough twigs and stuff in my way that I didn't want to risk it, especially with that rain. I wasn't comfortable in trying to track him in case I did make a bad shot or not even a bad shot even a good shot I, I didn't want to rain to wash the blood away and not be able to cover this deer so I was trying to get my phone out to take a picture but by the time I got it up and out and ready to go he was gone he didn't snort he didn't run off I just think he kind of slipped off back in the brush where he came from but once again I was not trying to push it I was not trying to rush it and that's where being flexible and being a responsible hunter come in a factor. I could have gone in after him. I could have pushed it. It was raining. It was quiet. I didn't hear him come in. I don't think he heard me setting up or nothing. But I know he's in there. I know he's going to come back. I know I'm going to have more days to hunt when it's not raining. I have time to hunt this deer. And I think as hunters, we also need to understand that that is part of the flexibility of being hunters. You don't have to force a situation on deer. Sometimes you have to, but most generally, you'll get a second chance. Even if you spook these deer, they'll come back. You might not get a third or fourth chance if you keep spooking them. But the risks weren't worth the reward. And by that, I mean forcing a shot that I wasn't comfortable with. Forcing a shot when it's downpouring rain towards dark, I didn't feel comfortable at all. So I'm going to go back there hopefully next weekend and get another shot in them. If not, gun season's right around the corner. The only issue is I know there's two other guys that are hunting back in there. And I'm talking to this one guy, apparently there's a couple of nice bucks back in there. I don't even know if they've seen this one yet on a camera or not. But this is just one example of a day of being flexible as a hunter. Now I know there's a million different situations that I could give and provide of ways that have been forced to be flexible or not even forced just having to adapt to different situations because of different hunters out there like right now i just got a picture of my camera i want another spot i hunt where this guy is back there scouting so now i'm gonna have to adapt and this is not the first time by the way that i had pictures of this same hunter that's been out in there so now i have to adapt and trying to find a different spot in the same area because there's deer back there i know where they're at but I have to figure out how to hunt around this hunter and be able to hunt these deer. Same thing with this other spot I was at last night. And that's other aspects, being flexible and having to adapt with other hunters. But like I said before, if you are forced to have to go to somewhere different other than a stand that you're wanting to go to, use that time to learn a different spot, learn what's going on in your area. But don't quit, the season's short. It's short enough as it is. You got to make the most time. Don't give up. It's frustrating to have to come up with a new idea or new plan of how to hunt. But that's what hunting is all about. It's about the challenge of trying to figure out how to harvest deer without any things that bring conflict. 
into your decision making or success. That's what makes it more fun and more of a challenge. So don't give up, like I said before. And when you go out, maybe have a plan of if that spot doesn't work out, where to go to next. Or if somebody's there in my spot, where am I going to go next? To relieve some of that frustration or having a plan on the spot if you're one of those people that have a hard time doing that. Or maybe you're one of those people that just likes to fly by the seat of your pants when your original plan doesn't work. Either way, just remember to stay flexible, stay out there, and hunt and enjoy your time out in the woods. Now, we're going to talk about lessons learned from this week. So my lesson learned is, one, it doesn't matter really how hard it's raining, the deer are going to move to include big bucks. And two, the October lull that they talk about a lot, I don't think that's really a thing. This buck was moving an hour before sunset last night. It would be interesting to be out there again when it's not raining to see if that holds true still. But talking to this other hunter, they had bucks the night before within legal light. So personally, I don't think the October lulls true. I just think you have to change your tactics around to be successful and see deer, especially these bucks. This deer was obviously content in being a thicker brush, eating his acorns and hanging out before he really exposed himself before dark. I think that's how they grow old, is by knowing when it's safe to come out. So they'll move early, but they won't come out in the open until they feel comfortable, which is close to dark or after dark, based on what I'm seeing on my cameras. The point to that is a lot of guys hang up their, their bows during October because they think the deer just aren't moving, which is clearly not the case here. I had movement in the morning. I had movement in the evening. Uh, I've had movement pretty much any time I've gone out in the morning or in the evening in this month of October. So that's something I have learned because I used to believe in the October lull. But this year, getting in there deeper, understanding the food sources and what's available to these deer has helped and change that opinion of mine. Another lesson learned is, is being patient and understanding of other hunters. I used to struggle being understanding for hunters. I'm talking about showing up to a spot and having somebody else there and just having anxiety over it. But this year, I'm more content. Like yesterday morning, I could have stayed there. I could have parked and gone about my business. And I probably would have in the past. But it's all state land. It's everybody's land. You just got to learn to work with each other and not be dead set on staying in one spot. Share share what's ours, what's everybody's, and understand like this is the only field that's really available to state land in that area that the geese would land in for these guys. And I knew that, so I moved on. There's deer in other places. So if you struggle with that, that concept of sharing what's all of ours, then I think you should take this on board that there is more property out there of public land that you can go somewhere else and it will be fine. 
it might not be your first idea or your first spot to go there. You have to understand people want to hunt too. And certain situations, there's only certain spots they can hunt, like goose hunting. Geese only land in fields or on water. They don't land in the woods. They don't land in heavy, thick brush. So those cleared cornfields is prime habitat for geese to land in. Deer can be anywhere. And as whitetail hunters, we need to understand that and be acceptable to other hunting as well, including the pheasant hunters. It was nice to see these junior hunters out there yesterday and they were doing good harvesting these birds and it was nice to be out there and congratulate them on my way back to the truck when I was done hunting that morning. Plus it shows these young hunters what good sportsmanship is. And as a young, young person, I think that's important for us older hunters or more seasoned hunters to show sportsmanlike and understanding that we all share the land and not to hold grudges, not to turn up our noses to each other. I actually posted a picture last night of me on the ground waiting for these deer to show up and I had my crossbow and somebody made a comment on Facebook about how he's using a crossbow. As sportsmen, we need to have open minds for hunting, have open minds for other hunters, have open minds for the different skill levels. And I think we need to control, I don't think, we need to control our comments and what our opinions are and be more encouraging. I'm not saying you have to be super friendly to everybody you see, but, but we are good sportsmen. And we need to show that sportsmanship for each other. We all have the same goal. We all want to be outside and enjoy the outdoors. And we want to enjoy what we are doing by posting on Facebook, by what we have accomplished on Facebook or any other social media. And if you are those people that like to shoot people down because they don't employ the same tactics as you, doesn't mean that they are a lesser hunter or less qualified to be out there as a hunter. So these are some lessons I have learned this week, and I hope this helps you to, one, not make the same mistakes, or learn from what the rest of the world as hunters think is going on from my real life experience, and to not allow people to put you down on social media. That's gonna wrap it up this week on Unlucky Hunters Matter. I appreciate you all listening and tuning in this week. And I hope you will all be able to take something away from this week's discussion. I hope you all are being safe and being successful out there and having fun and enjoying your time in the outdoors. Please feel free to leave comments. Follow me on Instagram. And until next week, be safe. Have fun, shoot straight, and good luck. Thanks again for listening to Unlucky Hunters Matter.